0: You could have chosen to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much.
1: Everybody, my name is Stephen Kuhn. Most of you know me in here, at least. I've been, I think I'm one of the originals that are still here uh, from the very first day of Breakfast with Champions with Glenn. Known him for about three years, I think. Now I was on his podcast uh, before Clubhouse was uh, was uh, originated. Became friends, and here we are. Um, you know, I, I, I want to. Uh, you know, I've been all over the place. So I, I live in Europe. I'm an American. I, I was in the army for seven years. Got out. Where I was stationed in Europe. Got out and stayed in Europe and been here ever since. So I've been in Europe going on 32 years. Uh, so I'm really not an American anymore, am I? But but um, and I and I tried everything. Man, I tried everything and. And TM was talking about you know, uh, equity in, um, in residential real estate or saving your money or a 501K. And in Germany, which is where my main residence is, my secondary residence is in Hungary. My third residence is in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And um, I was always trying to find some way to save money, but I never made it far because I would always cash out after about two years. i like, oh, there's like 20K in there. Let me cash it out. And I, I never really saved anything, but I was always developing my mind, right? I was finding out what was next how can I make, you know, money uh, with less work? That was always my key is like, how can I make as much money as I can without working? So first of, first of all, I had three jobs. When I got out of the Army, I had three jobs. So I was a, I was a um, from four o'clock in the morning until 10 a.m., I worked at the airport in Berlin, and I was guarding airplanes. So I'd march around outside on the tarmac, making sure no one would break into the airplanes, which was ridiculous, but it was good money. And <laughs> then I would go home for two hours of sleep. And then from 12 to 5, I would go out and sell insurance. So I was selling these five 401ks, the equivalent in Germany, to companies. So I was doing that for five hours a day as well. Then I went home and slept for four hours. And then I went to the club, and I was a doorman until 2 o'clock in the morning. Then I went home for two hours and slept, and I went back to work. I did, that. I did that for about a year, year and a half. And I said, okay, this isn't going to work. I'm saving some money, but it's not great. And then I got into the restaurant business, or the cocktail bar business. I opened up a cocktail bar, then another, then another. And man, that was massive cash flow, like, you know, it was just ridiculous. I had 40 square meter, a 40 square meter bar that was doing about 30 K net a month. And for me, that was ridiculous. Then the euro came. So, you know, the euro monetary system came and crushed it all. So I survived another six years in that in that industry by passing it off to someone who um, who uh, who can run it. Right. Who, who ran it for me. And I ended up leaving that business with a 50 K uh, payout, which. It uh, was way less than I than I wanted to get. But anyway, still I had a little bit of cash in the hand. So I just kept moving through the years. And then I got into writing books. And then I got into um, corporate, corporate um, sort of work in developing businesses. And then I started turning around businesses. And then I started understanding, wait a second. And it, most of you know this, where I'm going with this, is once I realized that I can turn around just about any business, why wouldn't I get equity in a company for that? Why wouldn't I use that talent that I have, attach myself to teams who need that talent and earn money from that, but actually, I have absolutely no work. I was like, huh. Oh, I think I might have it. I think I might have how I can do that. And so through the years, I'm always doing three or four things at one time, but they're all connected to serving people, elevating others. So most of you know my life mantra is creating radiant value to elevate others to a higher frequency. In everything that I do, whether it's the waitress who serves me, the president of the company, or a prime minister of, a, of, of, uh, of, of Hungary, for instance. Right? I'm always there elevating others. That's my whole key. Why? Because I have no, no expectation of any specific outcome. I focus on the only thing that I can control, and that's the intention. Right? My intention is to add value by solving problems. So now, let's fast forward. <clears throat> Talk a little bit about what TM talked about. Real estate in the metaverse. As you know, I launched, we are launching Have NFT, have-nft.com um, on the 9th of March. 7th of March is the launch date for the Mint. Now, this Have NFT is a complete ecosystem with veterans, right? So, it's a veteran ecosystem, and we're, we have an existing community of about a million veterans. Then, we have an existing collectible, which is called the Challenge Coin, which we're turning into an NFT, which out the back end has application and utilities such as. What TM was talking about, fractional real estate investment in the metaverse and in the real universe. So Justin, um, people who buy NFTs can actually own shares in um, in actual real estate. Uh, the same thing with, with fractional investment in venture capital. So if you can imagine, you buy $400, you buy our NFT for $400. Later down the road, we invest that into real estate. Well, now you own $400 worth of real estate. And you're thinking, well, that's not much. Well, it depends, doesn't it? <laughs> if we're using that $400 part of a 20% down for a 100% financing, that could get that could get very big very quick. You don't have to understand all this stuff. You don't have to be a scholar. You just got to know somebody who does. I don't know crap about 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 crypto and all this stuff, but I can tell you what happened the other day. So ecta.io is our partner, our blockchain partner for have nft. Now ecta is the only blockchain uh, company a platform that works in the real world. So that means they only take projects that have a real world impact. They they're they're going to have meta trees. They got meta carbon credits. They got meta um, um, reforestation and all this stuff. And so they do that. They mirror in the real world, in in into the blockchain world. So it's absolutely incredible. So I staked, and anyone who knows what staking means, it means I put in a, a, a certain amount of money, in ECTA tokens, and I say you can use this for one year. And they're, 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 they're offering a 150% return right now. Well, I bought at 35, I bought 100,000 tokens at 35 cents. That's $35,000, right? That was about eight or nine days ago. The price is now 150. So that 35K is now 150,000 in seven days. That's crypto, friends. Does that mean it's going to stay there? No. Does it mean it's going to get higher? No doesn't mean anything. It means that I have a year to wait and hopefully it will gain. And, and because I know the owner of ECTA and because I know the track record of ECTA and I know what they're getting into, I'm very confident that it's going to go. So I'm leaving my money in there, of course. And so that's just one of the ways. I mean, of course, 401ks, savings plans and stuff. Not everyone wants to be a millionaire. It doesn't matter. And, and being wealthy and rich is relative. It's about how you feel. Can you do what you want to do when you want to do it, how you want to do it with who you want to do it with? That's that, that for me as well. So that's one thing that I'm working on. The NFTs that we're launching, the Marine Bulldog NFTs, um, we have a lot of surprises in there. Like we have a couple golden tickets like Willy Wonka's Fa- Chocolate Factory. If you get one of those inside of one of the NFTs, we have a little designs hidden in the NFT. And when we pop the question, do you have that design? You get a special this or a special that you get a free NFT, you get a token. We have spokesmen coming on board. We have a Medal of Honor winner. Uh, coming on board, a very young one who's super excited about this. We have another community of military influencers coming on board. They're all super pumped. Why? Because of the real world impact. And that's what money's about, right? It's about the real world impact. What do you do with that? How how do you invest your wealth? You know, me personally, I don't invest in in residential real estate. That's just not something I do. Because for me, if I own a house and I'm not making money from that house yet, then it's a liability. Simple as that. That's the way I think. If I own, uh, um, you know, an apartment building or I have ownership in an apartment building that's got 20 doors and they're all paying 20 times rent, you know, $2,000, and I get a portion of that, I'm making money. That's the way I I look at it. So let's turn over to what happened last Friday. So last Wednesday, I got a call from my partner who's in Israel, and she said to me, I've never met her in person, by the way. She says to me, hey, looks like we're going to close that deal in Switzerland. And the deal in Switzerland was a 72-year-old company. It does about $7 million net a year. They wanted $9.5 million for the company. Sorry, francs for the company. And the real estate was worth the same. So $9.5 9. million. So they basically are selling the real estate. Well, I'm, I specialize in not spending a dime to buy companies. So how do I end up buying a company for $9.5 million with no money in my hand to pay for it? Well, this is where I leverage my knowledge. My knowledge is closing the deal. My knowledge is not structuring the deal. I know how it works, but I don't care about structuring the deal. That's why I have partners. So the past four months, I've been on the phone with the owners of this business and their family and their sons and their daughters and grandma and grandpa and just talking to them, finding out what's the legacy that they leave behind. What are they worried about? What's the big deal? When they sell, can they walk away? Of course they can't. 72 year old business the entire city knows these people it's the number one dealer of what they do in switzerland at the highest level at the highest cost very very luxury luxury brand and they were worried of course about anyone who purchases it is going to ruin the company well i looked at the company did some due diligence talked to them and i mapped out a plan but i didn't tell them that plan until i got the warm and fuzzies so these warm and fuzzies mean they look at me like someone they can trust. They look at me as like someone who has their best interest at heart, and I truly, truly do. You know, because let's face it, in Switzerland, the wages are very high. An average receptionist gets like 100K a year. Of course, your rent costs 4,000 for, you know, one room apartment. I could take that. I could I could fire everybody, hire Hungarians, pay them half price and save half a million a year. But I, I won't do that, right? I, will, I would never got a company that's successful that long making that much money. So after all these discussions, they finally said, okay, let's meet in person. Let's do this deal. So my my partner flew in from Israel. I flew in from Hungary. We went to the location. Uh, Very gracious, very elegant, very uh, amazing. Just an amazing family, amazing business. And we had worked with a REIT in advance, a real estate investment trust. And we said, if you give us $10.5 million for this real estate, we will sell it to you and we will pay rent for the next, I think it was 10 years. So they said, okay, we signed that, walked into these owners on Friday and said, yeah, we'll pay 9.5 million for your business. And they're like, thank you very much. So what does that mean? That means we sign over while we, when they sign it over, we have a stay, which means a little bit of time. And at the same time, we sell it to the REIT. We get 10.5 million, give them 9.5 million and we keep a million. So. How the hell did I just buy a company for $9.5 million and make a million right off the top, right? It's not my million, by the way. Because I do the deal the way I do the deal, I don't structure it, I don't talk to the lawyers, I don't talk to the read except for maybe one or two times, I don't do any of the administration, I don't pay any money, I don't do any of the lawyers, I don't do anything. All I do is create the warm and fuzzy with 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 the seller so that they feel good about selling to us. And so for that, I get 10%. So from that 1 million, I get 100K. But I also have 10% of the company, which is worth 9.5 million, which is hundred and fifty K. So if I ever exit, I will at least, at least get 950 K for that company. And what did it cost me? Nothing. It cost me my time and my passion and my love for people. Now, I don't know about you, <laughs> but that sounds pretty good. So just in the last two weeks, I've brought in, including equity, 150 K from ECTO tokens, 100 K commission or earn out from the from the real estate deal and nine hundred fifty k in equity in a business in Switzerland and I didn't spend a dime because the thirty five k that I got in the EcTA tokens was also a deal that I made for equity in my company. So I traded and this this is open, you know I'll be open about this, I traded equity in my company for the tokens in EcTA so that I wouldn't have to put my own money in. You see what I'm saying? So everything I did, all that money that I just mentioned to you, which is over a million million two or something like that, um i didn't pay a dime for and i'm not working for it it's all working for me how freaking awesome is that and do i know what the hell i'm doing no my partners do i just know how to how to to get people together bring them together find the win-win and we just close that puppy and make it happen now i i don't want to sound like i'm this big business guy or i'm smart or i'm super intelligent because i'm not i think basic i'm the guy that in the office, when the copy machine doesn't work, I'm like, did you check the plug? That's just how I think. Everyone else is tearing the copy machine apart and calling the service guy. And I'm like, check the plug. That's, I don't know, that's just how I think. And the other thing is, I just did a post yesterday on Instagram, you might wanna check it out. The number one question I get asked, even after this session, and I promise you, I'll get a message, how can you just do that? Like, how do you just do that? And I made a post about that. So if you want to check it out on Instagram. And how do I do it? It's because I don't ever think that I can't do it. I mean, is there anything that you you can't do? Of course, maybe you can't fly, right? Maybe you can't fly. But guess what? You can fly. There's always a way. And so when I when I talk about <clears throat> when I talk about how I do what I do, I don't understand the question sometimes because I'm like, well, how do you not do what you want to do? You have to actually stop yourself from doing what you want to do. Why would you stop yourself? And so I came, I came up with, with this have energy aspect. What's have energy? Or sorry, want energy? I'm thinking have, right? Humble laugh of veteran empowerment. What's want energy? Want energy is real simple. When you get up in the morning or in the afternoon, you come home from work, you want to go check the mail. What do you do? You go check the freaking mail, right? You don't sit down and make a strategy session and go, I got to believe I can check the mail. I can make this, right? You don't think that. You just go, I want to go check the mail. Okay, go check the mail. And if you look at every aspect in your life, when you want to do something, want to do something, then think of it as, I want to check the mail. I want to make a million dollars. I want to start this business. I want to move forward in this. I want this relationship. And just freaking do it. Just, just do it, right? Just walk on. Taking perfect action, co-create with those around you something that you've never created on your own, you never could create on your own. You know, we learn everywhere we go. There's no I in team, there's no da-da-da-da-da, team, 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 team. Right. But yet everyone here wants to do it on their own, right? We in, in the military, we learn teamwork, teamwork is the only way. Then we get out and say, I gotta do this on my own. I gotta prove it to myself. You know, it's a, it's a paradox. It's really strange. So my path to success was always collaborations, joint ventures, and cooperations. Always. I don't think I've ever done anything on my own, if I'm honest. No, I haven't. I mean, I haven't done anything on my own. First of all, it's more fun to do it with, with, with other people. Second of all, you gain knowledge, you gain experience, you gain credibility when you bring other people on board that are known for what they're doing. So why wouldn't you do that? right my goodness that was only 15 minutes jesus it felt like it was an hour let's start let's stop right there for a second let me know if you have any questions anybody have have something to say go ahead and shout it out if you want
2: good morning, uh, this is
1: whoa what is that wow someone beeping the horn go ahead
3: <laughs> steven this is hey, good morning Stephen, that's that's horn. Horn awesome uh awesome awesome training this morning
1: what?
2: Can you hear oh,
1: me? hello. Yes, I yeah. can hear you. And then, and then we'll go to Jan after that.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, Jan. I didn't no, hear you. It's fine. That's fine. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you for the information. Uh, one thing I do want to ask you in regards to your NFTs, you said that the project is dropping um, the first week of March. Now, can someone stake the NFT now or is it something they have to wait until the drop?
1: Wait. You have to wait until the drop, but you can stake ECTA right now if you go to uh and go buy ECTA, um, then you can buy ECTA and stake it.
2: Awesome! Thank you. And enjoy. Yeah, sure thing. Now I
1: made it out. <laughs> Thanks, Angel. Jan, what's up? Bring it. I know you always have follow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: thank you uh and now, no worries i think you know sometimes you know when the when the uh you know a connection is slow the, there is kind of like a few uh, seconds of lag so that was probably what happened and yeah. you know as you know i always block out my calendar just so that i can be here and listen to what you have to share um i think it is quite um uh, you know, what, what you shared, you know, about, you know, how you basically get these deals without any upfront. And, you know, I think one thing that is very, um, you know, really outstanding is, you know, how much risk you are willing to take, and, um, you know, and how you pick the right people to trust and to do business with. And, you know, you mentioned that some of the people that you do business with, and these multi million dollar deals, um, you know, you've never ever actually met them before. So would you be able to tell us a little bit more about how to spot the right people to do business with so that you know we we, we can start doing a little bit of what you're doing as <laughs> like really enhanced our, our our returns. Thank you.
1: Hey, what a great question. Jan has always bring in the great questions, man. I, I I can't wait to meet you in person actually. Um once they once they bring that bring off the lockdowns in, in Hong Kong, I'll be there. Um If, if, you know, I've never thought about this before, but the first thing that popped into my mind is that I, I attract and receive those that are that my frequency. And the way I do that is I put out a certain frequency. And I know that people who are shysters or people who want to rip me off or something more than likely won't trust themselves to come to me because of that frequency. And that frequency is the knowledge of my ability to deploy my talents in any given situation. That's the certainty that I step into the world with, which is a certain frequency people who are not certain will not step up to me typically, right? Or they do, and it won't last long. And so I can only deduce, you know, deduct it to that. Number one, number two is I put myself out there. Jan. <clears throat> so I mentor coach and accountability calls every week for about anywhere between whoever shows up. We have 70 or 80 MA specialists. They come every Wednesday and I hold them accountable, mentor, talk about deals. that puts me out there and so I know these people over time one number two they're in a community of about thousand five hundred M&A specialists so if they would mess with me or rip me off or screw me over their name is dirt in the industry so that's that's another backing you want to look at what they have to lose if they if they screw you over what what do they got to lose well they got to lose their standing in a community that supports them they will never do a deal with anyone in that community ever again and believe it or not most people are not specialists in M&A Almost every matter of fact, every M guy that I know or gal always works in what they call a deal team. Because I'm not an accountant, I'm not a lawyer, I can't do all that stuff myself. Why wouldn't I? Why would I pay a lawyer and an accountant to do due diligence and put money down up front when I can just say, "Okay, I'll give you five percent of the company if you do all the all the accounting, or you know, do all the due diligence and the finance, or I'll give you five percent of the company if you do all the the you know the lawyer's thing, lawyer's costs, and we'll keep you on as a deal team for the future deals." And so i you know i don't like paying up front and i don't take money up front and so i i practice what i preach like i don't want to pay you up front to do something and hope you do it i want you to do it and you get rewarded for it with equity which is much more than me paying you a little bit of money unfortunately most people in the world think about short-term money oh i need you know 100k right now let me do this deal well the real money is in the equity that's 950k so if i can take 50 and get a million, I'm fine with that as well, because that equity is going to grow. And so when, you know, it's it's uh, it's looking at, I'm, I'm just trying I want to break this down really simple, because everyone in this room has a talent that can be leveraged on a deal team of any deal, real estate, commercial real estate, residential, um, banking, movies, you know, films, whatever, because I've done it all. I've done films as well, lost a boatload of money, actually a... A freight freight loader full of money in the movie industry back in the 2007s and eights but it was always in a team always in a deal team and I attract those people because of the frequency that I put out I can't tell you enough if you haven't read our book unleash your humble alpha and I'm not saying this to sell a book I only make like two bucks a book anyway so it doesn't even matter if you haven't read that book read the book because this will show you how to own your presence in life and become that epic leader that you're meant to be and I mean self leader because that will attract those people in your life at that frequency you have certainty in your ability to deploy your genius in any and every situation that you are confronted with you are a master of your destiny look I grew up in a mobile home right my my we were married or my family was married I guess you could say well we lived with five guys By the time I was 18, I can't remember if they were married or not. I had, from the one stepfather, punched in the face at six years old. The other one, after that, threw me down the stairs, and I was, I don't know, like 12 or 13. At 16, I had a gun in my mouth from the other guy. I grew up in a shithole. Excuse my French. All right? That didn't stop me. That made me a fighter. Then I went in the Army, right? And I changed my life forever. As soon as that razor touched my head in boot camp and they were shaving my hair off, I said, I will never be that loser, Stephen Kuhn, that everybody knew ever again. And I left Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, as we call it. And I went to Europe. And I said, I'm now forever different. And I spent seven years in the Army, went to Iraq, experienced things that I shouldn't have experienced or no one should experience. Met some amazing human beings over there, some local Iraqis, little girl and some, some, some grown-ups, some adults and things. And I use all that experience to fuel me today because I don't want anybody else to go through what I went through. I don't know. You don't need that. And what I've come to realize over the years is that we're supposed to live in harmony. You know, I was talking to one of my coaches um, and I said, man, you know, it's amazing what's going on in my life right now. Like this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. And he said, why are you acting like a teenager? I was like, what do you mean? He said, you're acting like it's it's a surprise. He's like, this is how it's supposed to be. So the sooner that you get into your mind that this is normal, that's the frequency you're gonna create. That's the frequency you're gonna attract. Now, if that's not powerful, I don't know what is. So, you know, to make a long story short, Jan, um, I could go on this subject matter forever because it's very, very powerful everything on the outside world is a reflection of your energy let's say you're in a relationship and you're having doubts about your relationship and then your partner comes and they start showing doubt and you're like oh my god what's wrong where where did this come from well if you look inside for real you probably have doubt and that's just what they're mirroring so you are in alignment either way isn't that crazy you know when we realize that the world around us is actually a mirror, mirror of our energy, we start paying attention to how we feel and how we think and what we talk in our self-dialogue. That self-dialogue is super powerful. You don't wanna mess with that. Always finding the good meaning in everything is for me the key. Because after I, fo- I do this for a couple of weeks, a month or so, it becomes a habit where negativity just prels off you like water from a, you know water drops from an umbrella is probably even a word in English. I don't think so. It's a German word. Sorry. It just bounces off, I guess you could say. And I know some of you are saying, come on, Stephen, it sounds all holistic and be and all that gibberish and stuff. But look, I'm not, I don't even know how to tell you guys. I'm a knucklehead. I was an, I was a a tanker in the army. You know what I learned? I learned to drive a tank and shoot a tank. What kind of, what kind of experience does that, give me that's that's relatable to the civilian world. Nothing. I could be a professional tank driver at at General Dynamics who builds the tank and there's only two positions in the entire world with that company. So, you know, those ambitions were crushed really quick. It's a, a, you know, I could never be, like, let me tell you a story. So my 50th birthday, I was on a boat in, in Budapest and there was people invited from all over the world that came politicians friends new friends old friends family and they're sitting on a boat and I'm about ready to do my speech and I'm like hey you know you want to talk thank you for coming and all this kind of stuff and then I sat there and I had this amazing epiphany epiphany that brought me to tears in that very moment and as I was looking where everyone was getting situated and they were setting up the microphone I'm looking at all these faces and on every face above their head I saw the experience that we had where we met and I was like oh my god this is this is incredible and I'm looking across all of my friends and family and I realized that some these people are some of the closest people to me on the planet and they've never met each other and in this moment they're meeting each other so it's like an um, uh, agglomeration of all of my experience in my entire life of 50 past years in one room and it just freaking blew me away and I stood up there, tears in my eyes. As you know, everyone knows I'm an emotional guy. I'm, I'm, I might be 6'4", six, six, 220 pounds and muscle-bound, but I'm a sensitive guy. Very emotional. Asked Linnell how many times I cried in our coaching calls. Jesus. But she has the right questions to ask, too. And um, I stood there, and I said, you know what? Everybody in this room, I was going to thank you for coming, but I, I, I think I want to thank you for making me who I am because every single one of you contributed to me being where I am right now today in this very moment and I want to thank you all for that and I don't know how I can ever repay you and of course everybody broke out you know so it was like an orgy of crying <laughs> but those moments in life where you realize where the true power lies it's within you to realize those things it's 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 within you to realize what's out there and what's being created for you, with you, alongside of you. You know, too often we talk about hustle and grind and head to the grindstone and focus on your goals, laser focus on your goals. And yeah, I get it. That's how we all start, that's how we all started. That's how everybody learns when you leave school or go to the army or whatever. The military, you learn that. But somewhere down the road, you say, if I keep my head to the grindstone, I'm never gonna stop grinding. Is that what I want to do for the rest of my life? No, hell no. So then you learn through our book, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, how to set an intention, paint a picture, and let go of the how. The how does not matter. How you're going to get to where you want to go does not matter when you're certain. (laughs) When you're certain of your abilities to to, to, to deploy your abilities in any given situation because then you start moving co-creation with a micro focus on your intention, but a macro focus on the world around you because that is where the collaboration, joint ventures and cooperations will come from. It won't come from your nose to the grindstone. It comes from the person next to you. It comes from the person in front of you, behind you, around you, in the groups, in the family, whatever it is, that's where it comes from. And so, yes, I know a lot of people think I have to work harder to make more. You're actually the harder you work, the less you're making. I know it's it's hard to it's hard to understand. And I I always, you know, I was always, I wasn't a big fan of people talking about money and all this kind of stuff growing up. And I was like, oh, who's this guy showing off and talking, you know, but it was because I was scared of money, right? I was scared of success. I knew that I I knew back in those days I'll never be rich. I'll never knew, you know, I'll never know what it's like to be like that. So that was me holding myself back. Once again, I was I was creating a frequency that I was attracting. And so when I saw someone up there, like, say, Grant Cardone, when I first heard of Grant Cardone, I'm like, who's this Joker, right? And then I was I was like, why did I say that? Why did I say Joker? Why? Because I'm not him, right? I don't have that frequency. And then so I, I, you know, increased my frequency over the years. I saw Grant, I don't know, like five or eight years ago. And through the years, I increased my frequency by increasing my knowledge, by increasing the belief in myself and all, all the opportunities that I had that I wasn't taking advantage of. And now Grant's like, you know, he's like a, a what's the word? Forbid. Uh, I don't know what the word is in English. He's a, someone to look at, look to, right? To see what he's doing as an example. You see how I did that? I asked myself the question, why did I think he was a joker? Because I wasn't him. I wasn't at his frequency. I didn't know what it felt like. And I was probably jealous or felt less probably was a better thing. I felt less and no one likes feeling less. What happens when you feel less? You typically you lash out and that's what I was doing. Look, everyone knows here that I'm, I'm transparent. Everyone knows that. Like, I don't, I mean, I'll share anything, you know what I mean? Um, And I, I think it's important that we understand that everyone who is wealthy and has a lot of money and all this kind of stuff or whatever, isn't the same kind of person. Some people had a long, 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 long path there. And some people are wealthy with 200K and some people are wealthy with 200 million. It just depends what you're looking for, right? So anyway. Hey, Steven.
5: Yes. Good morning. Bonjour.
1: Bonjour, madame.
5: This is Samira speaking. I mean, I really, I did not want to go into that, but it's really important what you're saying and because you're saying it. Also, we talk about money in this room and this is, of course, something awesome, but life is about numbers and you know my interest about numerology if It's something that just came up because when you are really interested in the human being and what's going on inside of you and what's going on in your life because we talk about vibration we talk about mindset we talk about things but we don't talk about what we stand for in terms of numbers and numbers are Pythagore, so it's like science. It's not only uh, just something about tarot, like if you're gonna die tomorrow or not. This is not about it. And you are a guy, and we talked about it already, and you're gonna be seeing more things about numbers, is that when you're aligned with your numbers, me, this is maybe not today, maybe one day I will do something about numbers. So you see that the alignment and the vibration goes together. So of course, the other person will rhythm with your vibration because of what you're saying is this is the most powerful thing the alignment of who we are and what we stand for sometimes about our name uh, when we're born what we do how we do it then we attract the other person in the same level of the vibration and this is really important more important than we ever think i know the oriental and the occidental you know don't think sometimes about this things so much but it is really true and i hope we can deep dive maybe another day on terms of numerology i think we will really rise the vibration in a different level and uh i I promise you something steven you will see and actually by the way the seven of the launch is very important if you see you know apple as i said what's the number five or uh, google seven anyhow i just wanted to drop this because you are kind of Aligned with all this, and it's understandable, maybe not for everyone, but it will be understandable when we get into that. You know, we don't get uh, conscious about the unknown until we know. So I just wanted to drop this, uh, Stephen, to tell you you you're in the alignment. So that's also normal that you attract what you do attract in terms of number and numerology. Thank you. This is Samira from Paris.
1: Samira from Paris. Um, Merci beaucoup, madame. Um, Funny. That when you don't, you know, the more you learn, the, the less you know, right? So Samir and I, we spoke the other night and I'm like super curious about these numbers. So I'm waiting for my, whatever you call it, reading or whatever it is, uh, I'm going to get to see what my numbers mean. So I know I'm in creation stage right now and I got to create and try things out and experiment. So that's what I'm doing. And I was doing it anyway. So now that I, now I have a confirmation that I'm doing the right thing, funny. Funny, funny. It's crazy, crazy stuff. Look at Fireman showed up. I haven't seen him in ages. What's up, Fireman? How you doing, man? Hey, Steven, what's going on? Good morning. Morning, brother. All right. Anyone have any anyone anything else to add? Any Steven? questions? Yes.
6: This is Monica.
1: Monica, my cousin. What's up, cuz? I
6: haven't, I haven't talked to you in a while. I feel a little disconnected from you right now. Um so I need to fix that. But I wanted to share with you, you know, when you share stuff about your childhood and how you grew up and whatnot, you know, of course, I'm always on the calls and I always l- listen to your segments and, you know, it zooms me back. Of course, it just yeah. takes me back there. But I want to share with you my perspective. Yeah. Um, You've mentioned before, this has nothing to do with money or business, but it has to do with you as a person. You've mentioned before about so many of the things you went through and, you know, you um, know, uh, the situations that we that we see and experience in our childhood are uniquely ours. And um, I just want you to know that you went to the Army. When you went to the Army, when we were kids, I was so scared um, that, that you weren't going to come back. And I also want you to know that you have reflected to us that you felt like, you were whatever the words are that you used about yourself at that time. Yeah. Uh the one that comes to mind is loser. Yeah. And um I just want to share with you that I didn't know that you felt that way and that I never saw you that way. I never saw you through that lens. And I don't I don't think if if you lined up all the Coon cousins and you know the people we grew up with, I don't think any of us ever saw you through that lens and i just want you to know that 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 was your perception and not ours
1: 100%
6: i would never ever imagine that you felt that way but um but i'm so proud of you and, and thank uh, you
1: and well you know, yeah. You're you're awesome as always Monica. If you don't if everyone, anyone doesn't know my my cousin Monica, follow her. She's a wealth of knowledge and a true a true open individual who will always say it straight. I love it. Thanks so much. But it's you, you I,
5: both. It's Maria. You know, I'm sorry I just had to say that. I love you both. God bless you both. Oh,
1: oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, of course our our perceptions are reality. If I think I'm a loser, I'm a loser. If I think I'm a winner, I'm a winner. If I think I'm fat, I'm fat. If I think I'm thin, I'm thin. You know, we create create our own reality with our thoughts. And I know people say that, oh, Steve, here we go again with holistic. If you believe something, it will happen. True belief is the absence of doubt. Simple belief leaves room for doubt. So the absence of doubt is called what? Certainty. There we are again. We get back to that certainty. If you're certain that you're going to lose a game, you're going to lose a game. If you're certain you're going to win a game, guess what? You're going to win the game. It really comes. It always comes back to you. Always comes back to you. And so if we look at everything I just talked about, whether it was the NFT that we're launching on the seventh, whether it's the staking of the Ecta tokens that went up from 35 K to 150 K in seven days, whether it's the real estate deal in Switzerland, sorry, the business and real estate deal in Switzerland, where we bought it for 9.5 million. And netted 1 million cash and didn't lose any of our own money. Didn't use any of our own money. Or it's the metaverse where I own i don't know, 13 properties in Brooklyn, probably around where TM owns. I'm already building an apartment building. I have no idea how it works, but I'm doing it anyway because I know we got to do it. <laughs> or it's what we're just talking about now. It all comes down to one thing. What's my frequency? Is it a frequency of certainty or is it a frequency of uncertainty? do I get up in the morning walk out into the world and say I own this shit or do I walk out in the world and say god dang I'm a victim oh it's raining now oh, I gotta go to work oh, I don't like this guy oh, I don't like that girl yeah you know what's your frequency friends what is your frequency and let's take it a notch deeper that's how you react to the world around you how do you react to yourself are you really honestly and truly honest with yourself if we talk about the core principles that I live by It's called Hit. Most of you know my nickname was called the Hitman for about 15 years because I taught Hit. Honesty, integrity, and transparency. Honesty with why you do say and think that you do what you do. Transparency is how you step into the world. With that honesty, it's your ongoing reputation which makes you authentic, which allows you to dictate your market value. And the byproduct is integrity, right? That's what I live by. And you don't have to worry about being honest with anyone when you're 100% honest with yourself. Because as soon as you're out of line, out of congruency, you're going to snap back into it. So I'm going to ask you straight out, friends, how honest are you with yourself? Is your integrity intact? And what is integrity? Doing what you say you're going to do, not doing what you say you're not going to do. And if you screw up, fix it, make it better, and apologize. That's integrity. Simple. Own it. Own everything, every aspect of your life. No one's responsible for you. When you're an adult, no one's responsible for you, nor should they be, nor can they be. No one else is responsible for your happiness. If you have a partner and you say, you make me happy, that's a lot of pressure, right? I'm only happy because you, oh my Lord, help me, right? That's a lot of pressure. Again, every situation we look at, whether it's business, whether it's relationship, whether it's the kids, and what you're responsible 100%. So if we wait for the world to serve us, well, we're in trouble. We either dictate our own reality or we're victims, or we're passive, or we just sort of miss, miss the boat. And even when you miss the boat, thinking, oh, damn, I missed the boat, will make you miss the next boat, too. You know, I, I'm a very tangible guy, so I have very tangible results, I have very tangible solutions. That's all I talk about, It's all I think. I do three things. I talk to people, find out their issue and solve them, I make deals and close them, and I raise money. That's the three things that I do. And in our business, that's all I do. Lane, my business partner, he does, for instance, he did the coding. It took him 72 hours to do all the coding for the NFTs. I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole, right? Then we got Sarah as our other partner. She does all of the real estate. She's amazing. She's Australian. Um, I'm actually flying to Bali tomorrow for five days to meet with Two investors, the CEO, Berwin from Ecta. Sarah's flying up from Australia, and we're gonna have five days of hard work and maybe some hard play as well. (laughs) This is all stuff that's just happening in my life because I'm attracting it. Everyone knows here, I think I've told them how we created this NFT project. Literally, I had an idea, told an advisor friend of mine, if he knows anybody in the blockchain would like to hear this idea, I didn't put a presentation together, or a business plan, or a synopsis, and and prepare. I took imperfect action and created as I went. I took imperfect action and created as I went. I asked a question, imperfect action. Hey, you know anybody? Yeah, I know somebody. He asked them, Hey, you guys like this project, this idea? It's like holy shit, I love it. Let's do it. Four days later, we were set. And to 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 date, they've invested almost seven hundred k into the project. Think about that. That was an idea, I didn't even write it down. Why? Imperfect action, why? Certainty in my ability to deploy my my, my genius in any situation, any given situation. Why? Because I'm always looking for the high achieving people on my frequency that wanna do collaboration joint ventures. Why? Because I see an impact that I can have in the world through doing this. Why? Because I wanna help veterans. Why? Because I'm a veteran. Why? Because I suffered and I don't want other 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 veterans to suffer. There's a chain of custody in everything that I do. There's a chain of custody in everything that you do. And that chain is that connection to yourself, your beliefs, your doubts, your wishes, your wants, your fears. That's that chain of custody. You will take that with you wherever you go. You take that with you wherever you go. So beware, be aware (laughs) of those thoughts that you have inside of the feelings you have inside. Feelings of not being good enough or being better than everybody else. That's just as bad. You know, it's like a pendulum. One side's just as bad as the other. Too much positivity is as bad as too much negativity because you're not going to see the dark. You're not going to see the light. I could go on, but let's see. Let's see if anyone else has anything to add. Let's hear it. Come on, shout it out.
4: Hey, Steve, it's Barb. Hey, Barb. Hi, I'm just loving this conversation and love hearing you and uh, Monica go back and forth. And it really is powerful. Your thoughts really do um, create your destiny. And when you change your mind, you can change your future. And um, I speak about this all the time, but I just want to really back you up and applaud you. So many, I was thinking yesterday, I was driving in my car and I just remember thinking about being on TV and the today show and like seeing myself there, but then talking myself out of it. Like I was like, Oh, yeah. I just would love to do the today show. And i just love to do TV. I would just love, love, love. And then at the same, in the same vein, I was like, no, you're not tall enough. You're not short enough. You're not anything enough. I was like, Oh, the, wh- what was that thought? Like, who do you think you are? You don't do, you don't do television. You're not smart enough. So it was like this, ying and yang but the negative voices drowned out the oh, yeah. the, the that delay, you know oh my god i'm gonna do it but yeah. then you know 10 years later when i was really you know confronted with my own <laughs> my own mortality and barely making it to, to, through my cancer treatments i was like you know what those voices have only served me poorly i'm like no more of that and that's when I started, I was made of, I was like, all right, I get to the other side of this. I'm going for TV. And that's what I did. So when I got to the Today Show, I was like, I've already been here. i would already there been there in my mind. I already, like I manifested it. And yesterday I was like, well, what else am I gonna manifest? And now I have like new, a new vision board and they're even bigger and more obnoxious. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's do it. Like, I'd rather, I would rather fail trying than ever fail to try again. And yep. now I understand the power of believing and en- envisioning what you want. So I just wanted to back you up on that. It, it, you you either, whether you think you can or you think you can't. You're right, Henry Ford. Back to you.
1: Hey, Barbara, real quick. What was the one thing you could boil it down to? Like, really, what was that one thing where you said that was the difference between you not doing it and you doing it? I know you said it was the thoughts and things, but is there something you grab onto that you use on a daily basis?
4: I don't know there was something daily it was something that i stopped doing i stopped saying it wasn't for me like i was just not that those voices were no longer welcome and i decided i was no longer allowed to determine that until i put it all let you know left it all out on the field so i think it was abandoning negative self-talk and doubt and fear and all the silly things and also steve um i i really i even remember saying to myself Talked about this last week of like, um, oh my God, what are people going to think? Like, this was before I like my breakthrough and my breakdown, actually, but there was really a breakthrough. What are people going to say about me? Like, what are they going to think? And then I was like, I don't care. (laughs) And it was like, (laughs) all of a sudden, it was just abandoning really silly thought patterns that were so negative and detrimental. So I think that's what's coming to mind right now.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Great, great feedback. I love it. I'm I'm glad that you brought that to to the room today. Thanks, Steve. Um, Amelia, are you here? Speaking of master, of course,
2: my brother, right here.
1: There you go. I saw you popping in. There you go. All right, I see you popping in the room. Talking of master creation creators, um, I don't know how much you caught. I know you came in a little bit later. Did you catch anything of? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Any any comments? I always love hearing your input
2: well thank you for that you know i think that the process that you talk about you know really being being able to put yourself as if it is your reality when we yeah. say it really fast it sounds easy it sounds easy i mean i'm wa- I'm walking a group of the g100 right now through the process of really dissecting what makes up their life? What are those ingredients? What is your why? How come? Why do you want it? What does it feel like? Like reverse engineering all of the words so that they can see how they speak one word, but it doesn't mean what they really want. Does not mean what they really want? What they really mean is way over here. And that word brings them to their knees, right? To then go, okay, if that's the word, What does it look like? What are the elements that have to come forward each and every day? So like what Barbara was just saying about having a vision board, a life board is to not just put pretty pictures on a board. You got to get under it. Why? How come? How would you know? What are you going to be measuring? What does it mean? What language has to go away? All of that practice is what successful people spend hours and hours and hours thinking about so that it does become their absolute reality and they move far away from anything that does not serve them but it's a practice it's a painful daily commitment to your manifestation of your reality and it's hard
1: boom see what i'm talking about <laughs> fire brother she's always right? just fire. Always. I, like I freaking love it when she shows up it's like The Red Sea is parting, you know. (laughs) I love it. And and it is
2: funny. It's it's funny how many people start the process and they're gone already, right? Because they're like, Oh, this stuff is hard. Oh, I just want you to just make it happen, but it's hard. And you run. You run the opposite way instead of shoulder to shoulder aligning with I know it's difficult. But you gotta, people. If somebody's ahead of you, if they're ahead of you in the game, you gotta go. You gotta follow the habits of what they're doing, even though it's not, doesn't feel good to you. The growth never feels good. Never feels good.
1: Amen. Amen. I love it. Fear, you know, fear induces growth, right? Fear induces learning. I love that. What was that? Who was speaking?
7: this is Lady Jules? Oh,
1: Oh, sorry. Okay, who was the? That was Good. me, the first, and then Lady Jewel, second. <laughs> Thank
2: you. <laughs> Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, Amelia and Good Barbara morning. and everybody else here and Renee. Oh my gosh. Glenn, uh, uh, Stephen, this is. It's such a pleasure hearing your voice. I know we've been uh, texting each other on Instagram, but I'm absolutely blown away with every word that came out of your mouth. I have a quick question for you, um, so I don't want to take up too much time on the stage. Do you, you mentioned something about um, me, meeting with your team on Wednesdays. Is that your, whatever, your m a team? And is that just like a close group or is it something that's open to others? I was just curious if you could speak on that. But thank you so much. You have just blown my mind with, the, with how you did that that deal um with your friend and buddies and made the million it's just uh, a lot to think about thank you so much steven this is of louise.
1: course of course louise well i'm gonna i'm gonna flip it to you real quick um I, that's that m a group i do you have to have graduated a specific MA a course which is jeremy harbour harbour club events if you want an introduction i can introduce you it's like i think it's like 9k for a four-day event three-day in person four-day online and they give you Every way to buy a company with no money down, but what they don't give you is what I teach. And that's why I get all of the people from that group into my group because I teach them the soft side of it, the deal making. So that's one way. And I'm going to break this down for you. Go out and find a business that wants to be sold that has real estate. Go to a real estate investment trust and say, hey, this is the property that I'm looking at. It's worth X amount. It's worth, let's say, $5 million. But the company who's in it wants to sell and they're generating. A million net a year right now they're paying 400k mortgage I want to I'm want to bump that 400k to 800k and instead of giving me instead of giving me 5 million for the for the real estate I want 10 million and they'll be like okay sign the agreement if you guarantee to pay for 10 years 800k a year instead of 400k or 800k a year instead of 400k a year rent we'll give you the 10 million you go back sign for the company flip it immediately boom boom you sell the real estate start paying rent you got five million extra in your pocket that's pretty much what we did. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so you find a business that has real estate, you find a REIT, a real estate investment trust, and you bring them and say, look, this is what I want to do. Can you do it? Yes, no. The only reason we didn't get $20 because we could have gotten $20 million for that business in, in Switzerland and had $9 million left over. And that would have been my share of 900 k right, which is what we were planning. But there's a law in Switzerland that the rent that we would have paid to the real estate investment trust was higher than the medium average by over like a hundred percent or whatever. So they, they, they won't allow that. So we, we did the max and that's why we, we only got, well, only, that's why we ended at a million instead of, instead of 9 million. So there's laws in places in, in, in Europe, in America, hell, you can go 20 times rent, 30 times rent. You can literally get a, as long as your business in the real estate can justify and show that it can pay a higher rent, you will get, whatever that is, over the next 10 years. So if you want to if you if your real estate's worth five million and you want to make 10 million, then you got to double the rent. And as long as your business can afford that, you can double the rent. So here you go. Yes,
2: Wow. thank you, Stephen. Uh, I'll pick up with you offline. I really appreciate
4: it. Thanks so much. For All right.
1: Again, I I am not the specialist in, the, in this stuff. I know how it works, but I don't care to do the deals. I just care to to work with the people who want to. To sell their business, and then we talk to a partner, someone who we bring in, one of the, one of the people from my coaching group, for instance, um, and say, "Hey, can you do this part? Yes. Can you do that part? Yes." Typically, I don't I don't look for deals and I don't source deals. I typically I'm, I'm hey Steve, can you help me with this? Hey Steven, can you help me with that? Can, hey Steven, can you help me with this? It's typically that, and I go, "Sure." I want five percent, or sure, I want an induction an introduction fee or commission out the back end or a retainer or whatever. By the way, that deal in Switzerland, I forgot to mention. Um, so I'm getting hundred K up front. I got 10% equity, which is 900 K, uh, nine, actually 950 K and I get a, a monthly, um, retainer because I'm going to help them once a quarter. I'm going to fly down there for five days and train their, their, their leaders. So I get a retainer for that as well, just on top, which I forgot to mention. Um, it's not that much. Yes. Sorry.
2: I was just going to say, can I borrow your brain to do the next deal?
1: Well, you can borrow my brain all you want. Just give me a piece of the pie. That's you, you know how it works.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, right? thank you, Steve. Oh my gosh, that's precious. Thank you so much, guys.
1: <laughs> of course, thanks, man. Awesome. All right. Well, we're winding it down. We got five minutes left. Anybody got anything impactful to add? I'm loving this segment. This is so cool. You know what? I'm going to tell you the truth, Glenn. I had no idea what I was going to talk about until I showed up. I always wait to see what people write. They're like. What are you gonna talk about today? Hey Steven, I'm looking forward to your segment. And I'm thinking like, I have no idea what I'm talking about today. Hmm, let's see. And I just come up with something that fits the mood of what TM always delivers before. And I sort of merge into that. So it's sort of like going with the flow. Pretty awesome. Anyway, anyone else have anything to add?
7: Yeah, that was, um, this is what Lady not, Jules. May, may Lady I? Jules.
1: That's right, I'm I, sorry. I'm I got I got sure. carried away. Sorry. <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh, I don't blame you at all. What an inspiring speech you've given. Um, first of all, this is Lady Jo sending love and gratitude to every single person in this room. And Glenn, congratulations again. Um, such an inspiring inspiring speech for a last-minute uh, flow that you've, uh, you've put mm-hmm. out, Stephen. Congratulations. Um, my quick question is, you know, I've met a lot of, uh, um, we've got two things in common, real estate and, and uh, coaching. Um, now, um, I've met a lot of people and I recently got into a really sticky case. Um, uh, people who, is, who are very successful, but who grew up with the same adversary, well, perhaps not the same, but listening to how you've overcome and rise from your adversaries and challenges and um, what is that driving force that drove you to such greatness because i've i've seen people who spoke of love and preached of love but doesn't walk in love they don't their actions don't portray it their actions portray more bitterness than than everything else what is what is that that thing that drives you to and keeps you in place to such greatness
1: Well, I don't, you know, it's, it's like, again, greatness is relative for me. It's like, first thing I say is there ain't no mother trucker out there. That's going to stop me. I don't give a damn who it is, right? First of all, no one's going to stand in my way, but I'm going to do it as a peaceful warrior. I'm not going to go out with swords and guns blazing, right? You're not going to stand in my way. Number one, because if I'm at a certain frequency, you won't even be in my way. Right. And if you are in my way, I'm going to either use, um, Aikido energy. Uh, and just sort of direct you in another direction or I'm just going to go around you, right? It's, it's again, I never think of what can't happen. I always think of what can happen. I don't think of what I can't do. I think of what I can do. It never even crosses my mind to say, I can't do that. Well, how do I know? I didn't even try yet. I don't even know what it, what it means to try to do whatever my first real estate deal. I had no idea what that was, right? So it never occurs to me to think, oh man, I can't do that. Oh man, that's going to be tough. I don't even, I don't even, it, it, it somehow it's washed from my brain. I think it's because I've been practicing so long and finding good meaning in everything, having no against energy against anyone or anything and allowing any negative energy to go off of me like Aikido and otherwise the frequency that I omit is a frequency that I get back as a mirror from the world around me. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, yes, it takes grit. And in the beginning it was fight and it was hard and it was walking over people. You know, it was just It was like, I'm doing this, get out of my way, or you're going to be ran over. And that wasn't, it was It was partially successful, but that wasn't the way I wanted to live my life. So I changed that. And now it's with the peaceful warrior method, if you will. Sort of like the Steven Seagal Aikido. Some of you come at me with negative energy, whoosh. I'm just going to step aside and sort of direct you in another direction where you can't hurt me. Pretty much it. Thank you for the question. And that's it. My goodness. Did Michelle show up today? Is she there? Is she either oh, she is. All right. I am,
5: I am All here. Right. Fantastic,
4: Thank you. fantastic segment. Well, As always, Stephen, guys, give him a round of mic flashes. Stephen always woo-hoo. brings fire to our stage. Woo-hoo.
1: Thank woo-hoo.
4: you so much.
1: Mike let, 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 awesome, let me close out real quick. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, Again, we're launching our, our NFT on the, um, the, the, the 7th of March. And it's uh, pretty special because it's all about supporting veterans and the veteran ecosystem, not only in the, in the metaverse, but in the real universe. And we'd appreciate anything you could you do to help us out. That's um, promote it or uh, grab an NFT on the 7th. You can get on the whitelist. Just just DM me. I'll send you the whitelist um, for private sale. It's only for this room and veterans. So there's a private sale. There's a whitelist presale. And then there's a public sale. And so I would put you guys on the private sales. So you have first dibs. And look, look, so it looks like we're about ready to sell out anyway, so you want to get on that list. Other than that, Glenn, as always, thank you for the opportunity.